He was there with his girlfriend, and I realized that she had no idea what was going on. So he was dancing with his girlfriend, and then dancing with me secretly at the same time. Getting discomfortable with dancing. I've always had a really conflicted relationship with dancing. I think I've always really enjoyed dancing, you know, the act of dancing. But I've always been really uncomfortable with people watching me dance, or even more so with actually dancing with another person. When people watch you dance, of course, it brings up all of this self-consciousness. Do I look stupid? Am I? Are people laughing at me? Do I look like an idiot? But when you're actually dancing with someone, it's even more pressure. It's, it's the same, like, oh my goodness, do I look stupid? Do I know what I'm doing? But also, am I connecting with this person? What do they want from me? Am I am I supposed to be doing more? It's self consciousness on steroids. I remember I had a bit of a breakthrough around dancing when I first realized I was gay. It was like dancing was no longer quite so embarrassing because. What could be more embarrassing than being gay? You know, being raised in high school and elementary school and in general culture to believe that being gay is just about the worst thing a guy can be. Once I finally accepted that I was that thing, dancing was like, who cares? Like, so what if you look like an idiot while you're dancing? You're already gay. You're already the worst thing you could possibly be, according to most of society. So when I first came out, I had kind of like this resurgence of dancing. I, I liked to go out and to dance, and it felt good. And I didn't care what I looked like or who was watching. I mean, it also helps that when you come out, no matter what age you are, you essentially experience a second adolescence in which you want to go out and meet people and do crazy stuff, like as if you were thirteen years old all over again. But this period of dancing freedom only lasted so long. Because then I started to feel pressure that I needed to actually be dancing with other guys, and then all of a sudden the freedom of dancing wasn't so freeing anymore. It was this prison in which, if I didn't go over and dance with that cute guy that was making eyes at me, I was I was missing out on something. I was I was being too afraid. I, I was I don't know pathetic or something. So suddenly dancing had all of this pressure to it. Dancing needed to lead to something, you know, like a connection or a date or sex or something. You couldn't just dance anymore. It had to be, you know, with a purpose in mind, or so it seemed. And I'm terrible at dancing with people because I, I'm just constantly in my head thinking, what does this person want from me? Am, am I giving this person what they want? Do they just want to dance? Do they want me to touch them? Do they want to make out? Do they want to go home with me? Are, are we going to start dating? Are we going to get married? Is this dance going to lead to marriage? And if so, what do I need to do in this dance to make that happen? Or is that even what I want? I don't know. It's like I can't just dance with someone and and just be dancing. It, it has to like it has to lead to something else. And it's not like I want it to lead to something else. I just feel pressure that if someone is dancing with me, it's because they want something more from me, not that they just want to dance with me. So you can imagine these crazy thoughts going through my head, and my dancing gets all the more sort of stiff and self-conscious and problematic. I've had the situation where I just 
feel too much pressure and I want to stop dancing with the person. But I'm like, is that rude? How do you stop dancing with someone? Do you just like run away? Do you just turn around? Or do you like hug them and say, thanks for the dance. I'm going to move on now. Like, I don't know. I don't know how, what, what's the, what's the etiquette? And then if I do like the person, I feel like there's this pressure to make a move. Like, you can't just dance with them and then say, see you later, because then you've missed your chance and the person will be disappointed or they will be not interested in you anymore because you seem kind of, you know, too shy to make a move. But I don't really know what making a move even is, and I don't like the pressure of it. It's it's too sexual or, or too, I don't know, too decisive. I, I just... I just want to dance with someone and I don't know where it's going to lead and I don't want to know, I don't want to think about it. Okay, can't I just do that? I probably can, but this is all in my head. So I find sometimes if I'm dancing with a cute guy, I feel pressure to like start touching him or like grinding or something or, you know, anything to to signal that it's not just dancing, you know, that, that I think they're cute or I like them or, or something. But it's not really authentic to me to do that at all because I don't really know what I want from any given person that I've just met on a dance floor. You know, I, I would much rather just dance with no pressure at all. And I recognize that all of this pressure is coming from within my own brain, but I'm just trying to give you a sense of why I have this conflicted relationship with dancing. It's almost like a form of people-pleasing. I assume that this is what the person I'm dancing with wants. Like they want a clear sign. They want a clear sign that I am interested in them or something. So I feel pressure to give them what I think they want, which isn't really what I want, which is just a a very classic experience for my whole life, trying to give people what I think they want, which I don't actually want, and I don't even really know if it is what they want. It's a, it's a recipe for getting immediately outside of your values and integrity, because you're not thinking about yourself, you're thinking about the imagined desires of another person. Probably my favorite experience of dancing happened last year while I was at a music festival in Serbia. I had never been to a music festival before, and one of my travel mates from Remote Year invited me to this festival in Novi Sad, which is a town on the coast of Serbia. The festival is called Exit Fest, and it takes place around and inside this old castle that's on, it's not exactly an island, but it's, it's like a pseudo-island fortified castle space. And in this incredible castle landscape, there were something like 20 different stages, each with a slightly different brand of electronic music. So you had the drum and bass stage, you had the dubstep stage, you had the trance stage, you had the jungle stage, you had the techno stage. I actually don't know the difference between all of those things, but it was an incredible experience unlike any I had had before. Fortunately, I was going to the festival with two quite seasoned South African festival goers, so they were kind of like my festival spirit guides, showing me the ins and outs of how to enjoy and survive a four-day music festival. The way Exit Fest works 
is that the music doesn't actually start until 11 p.m. at night, and it goes all the way through the night until 6 a.m. in the morning. I think the reason for this is that it's literally too hot in Serbia in the day to survive a music festival. And after it's over, everyone retreats back to their camping site, and you sleep all day in the disgusting heat in your tent. And then you get up and you wander down to the beach where you kind of like shower off in the ocean. And then you get dressed and you do the whole thing over again that night. And then the next night. And then the next night. I remember the first night was really incredible and overwhelming. We just sort of explored all the different stages, some of which were really cool. Like there was this one underground stage inside the castle in like this kind of dank dungeon area and there was another outdoor stage that was a silent disco so you would get these headphones and listen to one of two DJs that were playing in that arena but silently so everyone's dancing but then when you take your headphones off all you hear is just like quiet feet shuffling and like the odd giggle and as we went from stage to stage exploring I noticed that one of the South Africans I was with always somehow seemed to end up dancing with a guy And I was like, how, what, how is that even happening? First of all, how can you tell who's gay here? This, this is Serbia, right? So it's, it's an extremely conservative, extremely homophobic country. And it's quite dangerous to be openly gay. So my South African friend explained to me that there are these secret cues that you can look for wherein you can figure out who is gay or curious or closeted and is interested in having some kind of interaction with you. It all begins, he said, with eye contact. Of course, everything begins with eye contact. He said that you just sort of scan the crowd as you're dancing, and if a guy is interested in you, he will, of course, glance at you a few times. It won't be, like, super obvious, but it'll be kind of those pointed, hungry, come-hither eyes. And once someone has looked at you two or three times you can then kind of dance over to them. Because the crowd at this festival is so densely packed, but yet kind of fluid and always moving, that you can easily maneuver through the crowd in a seemingly random way in order to end up right beside a specific person. So if someone glances at you, I was told, you're supposed to ever so subtly and quote-unquote accidentally maneuver your way through the crowd, and once you're beside them, you almost accidentally just sort of graze their arm with your elbow or your, your bicep. If they kind of like move away, then you know that they're not really gay and it was all just a misunderstanding. But if they rub back, that means that they are interested and it's the kind of sign that you can now secretly dance with them. Because the crowd at this festival is generally really densely packed, it's easy to touch someone a lot without other people realizing that you're doing it. So you can kind of have a secret clandestine little quite intimate dance moment with someone and literally no one around has any idea what's going on. Or anyway, this is what I was told by my guru of closeted music festival dancing in Serbia. So at the next stage we went to, we were dancing to some flavor of techno, and I noticed that there was this cute bearded guy a few yards in front of me that kept glancing at me. He was sort of like hippie looking, and he was with another guy that looked almost identical to him. 
And he looked at me once and then twice and then three times. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Okay, it's on. It's happening. You have to go over to that guy. Normally, I would be terrified, but I mustered up the courage because the crowd at this festival just seems so open and friendly and fun that I was like, what could go wrong? Hopefully, I won't be murdered. So I ever so subtly and, uh, and just, you know, incidentally danced my way through the crowd till I was right beside him. And then I sort of nudged him with my elbow and he immediately nudged me back like he knew exactly what he was doing. And he knew exactly what was going on here. And I was like, oh, my goodness. OK, <laughs> it's happening, AJ. You have to do this. And so I just kept dancing and we would just sort of like keep rubbing our arms and our sides together ever so casually. We rarely ever glanced at each other. And I found it was quite low pressure because it's not supposed to be obvious. So you can be dancing and then you can graze him with your hand and then go back to dancing. And this continued and it was obvious that he was totally into this. This is what he wanted. So I decided to take it to the next level. And my dancing coach had explained that if the crowd is dense enough, one of you can move in front of or behind the other. And you can literally sort of like dance, grind against each other without anyone noticing. So that's what I did. I moved behind him and I kind of just like danced against his back. And sometimes like my hand would graze his side or something. And this went on for several minutes before I realized that in front of him, he was doing the same thing to a girl. He was there with his girlfriend. And I realized that she had no idea what was going on. So he was dancing with his girlfriend and then making eyes with me and then dancing with me secretly at the same time. My mind was blown. And just ever so organically, as the music started to change, the crowd shifted and we lost sight of each other. And I never saw that guy again. And I went back to my friends and I was like, oh, my goodness, I did it. I was just dancing with that guy. And they were like, what guy? And I was like, well, you, you can't see him now. But there was this bearded guy and then I danced with him. And they were like, "Nah, I saw you, AJ. I'm, you were not dancing with anyone. And I was like, I was dancing. I was dancing with someone, I swear. And this this dancing thing is so subtle that you really do wonder after the fact sometimes, well, wait, was I dancing with that guy or was that all just like some kind of illusion? At certain points, I would go off on my own and try to explore by myself. And on the first night, I went off to a stage that people had told me about, a kind of like really popular stage called No Sleep. And at No Sleep, there was this really weird vibe that I couldn't put my finger on. I was dancing, you know, by myself, but that's fine. Everyone's kind of dancing by themselves in a crowd. But everyone was just giving me kind of like weird glances, and I just felt like out of sync with everyone, like I just didn't belong or something, and I couldn't figure out what it was. And then a guy came up to me and whispered something into my ear, and I kind of heard it, but it didn't really register what it was. And I was like, was that even English? I'm not sure. And then he just ran away. And I was like, what was that? And I was like, okay, this is weird. I'm doing something wrong. And I just ran away in fear. When the first day ended at 6 a.m., we walked back to our tents and I felt completely satisfied. I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm done. I can go home now. I, I went to a music festival. I danced with a guy secretly. Like, what more could you want? And my friends were like, no, 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 what, this is only day one. We are going to do that exact same thing over and over and over again for the next three nights. 
And I was like, that's crazy. Why, why would anyone do that? I don't understand. The next night was not quite as fun. I was exhausted and kind of having an existential crisis about this whole endless music festival nighttime dancing thing. And then we went to a stage called the Dance Arena. And I think it's the biggest stage at Exit Festival. It's It really is an arena. It's this giant sort of Orpheum-shaped area full of thousands of people with this huge stage at the front with all these screens and digital projections and lasers and smoke. And they even have fireworks that go off in tune with the music. It's this, like, overwhelming, incredible experience. And as we were dancing at the dance arena there was this guy in front of me who kept looking at me. And I was very surprised and kind of confused because he was this very large, he had a shaved head, he looked like he was from the military, but he was very handsome. And I would have never guessed that this guy was gay, but there he was, and he continued to look at me enough that I was like, okay, I'm going over, I'm going to do this. So I did my little, you know, accidental arm thing, and he did it back, and I was like, okay, so... I was right. But then as we were doing our like subtle dancing, he kept like looking to his other side. And I noticed that there was a guy right beside him and they kept looking at each other in this very kind of like pointed tense way. And I was like, oh, what, like, what is happening here? Is that his boyfriend? And am I like intruding on a couple? And are they looking at each other to like see like, is this okay that I dance with this other guy? I found the whole thing a little bit unnerving. So I kind of just like gave them a little bit of space. And then I noticed that the two of them were also looking at a third guy who was a little distance in front of them. And he looked like he was their friend. And so there's this weird, it wasn't even a triangle, it was like a square now because I was there, of guys looking at each other, kind of confused, but also like kind of interested. And I didn't want to like get into a fight with this couple. So I went over to the guy in front and I started dancing with him. And he actually was quite overt in his dancing. This was the first time that someone had actually like danced with me in such a way that you could tell we were dancing together. We were looking at each other, first of all. We were smiling. We were dancing. We were touching. But as we were doing it, he kept looking at the two other guys like, is this okay? And I was like, is this a thruple? Like, what is going on here? Eventually, it got so confusing that I, again, just sort of shifted away with the crowd and the music. And when I got back to my friends, they had clearly seen the whole thing transpire. And we were all trying to figure out what the relationship between these guys was. And throughout that night, I had several, like pretty much every stage you went to, you could find some guy who was looking at you and you could dance with him if you wanted. In fact, once you got attuned to it, you started to see pretty much everyone doing a version of this. There'd be like that guy looking at me, but I was looking at this other guy, and this other guy was looking at this girl, and this girl was looking at this other girl, and that girl was looking at no one because she was high on drugs. And you could actually kind of see this interconnected like lines of attraction rippling through the crowd wherever you were kind of like a a spider web and when the web of the spider web aligned perfectly between you and another person some magic sparks would happen but in a very very subtle way once again i went back to no sleep to see if i could figure out how to make it work and it was the same situation 
Everything was just strange. People were giving me weird looks. I felt like I didn't belong. And then a guy actually kicked dirt at me. And I was like, okay, I, uh, something's not right here. I, I have to get out of here. And I ran away. The next morning, we woke up at our campsite. And I noticed that like just a few tents across the field were those three guys that I had danced with, sort of, the night before. And I was like, ooh, what, should I, do I talk to them or is that not allowed? So I, like, I made a point of wandering past them on the way to the communal like, food and gross outdoor shower area as if to see if they would notice me. And they were very different than the night before. They were, they were not looking around. They were not making eye contact. I really couldn't get a read on them. And throughout that day, as we were kind of like napping and going to the beach and preparing for the evening, I kept seeing them around the campsite. And I was like, AJ, like, go talk to them. You need to, you need to work up the nerve to see who these guys are and what their deal is. Finally, I walked past them on the beach and I stopped and I said, oh, hey, like, uh, I think I saw you guys last night. And they were extremely standoffish. They were kind of like wide-eyed. They looked sort of frightened. But they were like, yeah, yeah. And they had thick accents. And I was able to determine that they were Croatian. And though their English wasn't very good, they were from a small town. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get to the nature of their relationship. But I just, I could tell they were uncomfortable. So I very quickly was like, cool, well, <laughs> nice to run into you. Um, maybe I'll see you tonight. And then they were like, yeah, yeah, I hope so. And I was like, oh, okay. So <laughs> they do want to talk. But by then it was too late. So I moved on. And I thought about it a lot. And I think the situation that was going on there was that these guys are from Croatia and they are in Serbia. And if you don't know, Croatia and Serbia are like mortal enemies. They had a brutal war in very recent history. And when, when I was living in Serbia, they all said the most disparaging things about the Croatians. And when I lived in Croatia, they would say the most awful things about the Serbians. So I think these guys were both in a hostile country and gay. And I think that they were really nervous that I was going to out them in some way. And I could only imagine the fear of being gay in a country that is as homophobic as Serbia, let alone being a Croatian who's gay in Serbia, who wants to connect with guys and, and wants to be as free as us Canadians or North Americans or Europeans are able to be. But they, they just, it, they can't. It's not safe for them to do so. And it really made me think about the privilege I had that I could just go up to guys at a festival and dance without any fear. And I think the whole, like, all the glancing at each other that they were doing wasn't about them being in a throuple or anything. It was them asking each other, is this okay? Is this safe? Are we allowed to do this? And I never saw them again. Part of the magic of this secret dancing was that there was no ulterior motives here. Every time I danced with someone, it was this one special moment of secret connection. And as soon as things shifted, it was gone. 
you almost never saw that person again, and nor was there really a need to see them again. You had had this moment. You had kind of said to each other, "I think you're cute," and you had this really sweet little. Fun, exciting, electrifying connection, and then it was gone. It almost felt like Victorian England. Like flirting had to be done in the most understated, subtle, and kind of confusing, ambiguous way possible. Otherwise, there would be scandal or danger. And I loved that. It was not about the future. It wasn't about trying to get something from this person, like making out with them, or hooking up with them, or marrying them, or dating them, or anything like that. It really just was about having an in-the-moment experience with someone, and I actually kind of miss that now that I've been, you know, in countries where being gay is not a terrifying thing. It's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. Not that I'm saying I want to live in a country where it's not cool to be gay, but I just, as someone who gets a little bit too in their head on the dance floor. I found this clandestine, closeted Serbian dancing thing to be really refreshing, and I could tell that for the guys I was dancing with, it was really meaningful. It was rare. It was exciting. You know, this was perhaps the only gay encounter they were going to have that day or or that year. I don't. I don't know. Also, selfishly, I will say that <laughs> you kind of have to take what you can get. And I discovered that that often worked in my favor because these guys who were probably closeted were just looking to dance with someone that was remotely attractive, and a lot of these guys honestly were what I would normally assume to be out of my league. But I guess they were like, "Um,、oh, this guy's cute enough. He's, he's, I'll take it." On the third night, I went back to no sleep to see if I could figure out how to redeem myself. And at one point, this extremely large, muscular man came up and was like, "Hey!" And I was like, "Yes." And he was like, "Don't dance here." And I was like, "Why?" Okay. He's like, "That's my girlfriend." So apparently, I was dancing too close to his girlfriend. But there was this really weird vibe between him and her and me. And I was like, "Is this a form of flirting, or am I really about to get beaten up for dancing too close to that guy's girlfriend?" I don't know. Once again, I got terrified and I ran away. On the final night of Exit Fest, me and my two South African festival spirit guides were joined by a bunch of other people from our remote year group. And I excitedly explained to them that I had been taught how to secretly dance with closeted Serbian guys, and they were extremely skeptical. The girls were like, "AJ, we don't want you to get beaten up. Like, maybe you should just dance with us tonight." But I was like, "No, no, it's real. I- I'm really doing it." And at one point, we were back at Dance Arena, but there's this sort of upper area that's a little bit removed from the stage and therefore less crowded. And me and the girls were all dancing, and there was this really handsome-looking guy. This like tall, again, like kind of a military-looking, looked very straight, but he kept glancing over at us. And one of the girls I was with was like, "Oh my god, I think that hot guy is checking me out." And I was like, "Actually, I think that hot guy is checking me out." And once again, the girls were like, "AJ, <laughs> we're pretty sure he's not checking you out. Like, you're going to get yourself punched." Please be careful. 
So this sort of like competition ensued, where me and this girl were kind of like dancing near to this guy, trying to figure out who he was interested in, and the other girls were kind of watching. And finally, I got into a position where I was able to do my elbow rub, and he immediately elbow rubbed right back, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's happening!" And so I continued to do like my elbow rub dance with him for a little bit. And then, in my eagerness to prove to the girls <laughs> that this was real, I moved in front of him to try to do the whole like dancing grinding thing that happened on my first night. And he immediately moved away, and I was like, "Oh shit, D- maybe, <laughs> maybe he's not gay." Like, I don't know what happened there.、Um, maybe I misunderstood his elbow touching. I don't know. So I slunk back to the girls, and then as we were kind of glancing over at him, we saw that he went over to this other spot and grabbed his friend, another guy, and dragged him away. And we watched as he dragged the guy way off to the bar area, and then he came back. He came back without his friend, and he started dancing in front of us again. And I was like, "Oh my goodness." He did want to dance, but because the crowd wasn't as packed in this area, it would have been much too obvious if we actually started dancing in earnest. Because he had this friend there, so he took his friend away to the bar so that he could come back and dance. And I was like, "This is really interesting. What can I do?" Because it really was quite like an obvious situation if I were to just dance with him. So. I grabbed one of the girls who actually hadn't been paying attention. She was just sort of dancing on her own, and I just sort of positioned her between me and this guy, and started dancing with her. And then he started dancing with her as well, and we literally danced. Me and this guy, we danced with each other through her, and you know, it was sort of like we were making eye contact. We would. Kind of be able to touch each other a little bit, and what was hilarious was that she had no idea what was going on. She was just like, "Wow, AJ is really, really dancing with me." Like, I, I thought he was gay. Like, what is going on here? And later, I had to explain to her that I was just using her to dance with this really cute guy. And then, as usual, as the music shifted, he moved away, and I never saw him again. But it was so exciting and thrilling. To find a way to have this kind of special, exciting moment with someone, and I could see that it was meaningful for both of us. But it didn't need anything else to be special. It just needed to be its one little exciting, secretive connection. You know, I felt like a secret agent or a spy who who had this like special thing that no one knew about. But I have to admit, I was extremely happy and vindicated to know that these girls had at least seen it happen and could vouch that I had, in fact, actually danced with this cute guy. Feeling sort of triumphant, like I had conquered music festivals and secret gay Serbian dancing. I at the very end of the very last night. Went by myself back to no sleep, thinking I could finally figure it out. And when I got there, I was just so exhausted from this four-day party extravaganza that I just couldn't keep up with the music. And all of a sudden, everything made sense. Everything just clicked into place. And I realized, as I looked around at everyone, what that guy had whispered in my ear on the very first night. He said. Too fast, 
everyone at No Sleep was just sort of like slowly grooving to the music, completely off beat. Meanwhile, I had showed up and I was like hitting every beat with my weird dance moves as if I was some kind of break dancer or like high on speed or something. And when I slowed down and started just dancing to like every other beat, I suddenly felt the vibe and I got it and I understood what no sleep was all about. And I just, I felt like I connected with everyone all of a sudden. And I was like, yes, I fit in. And then another guy kicked dirt at me and I turned around and he gave me that intense, hungry stare. And I was like, oh my goodness, of course, kicking dirt is just another of these secret, subtle tactics for secret, subtle gay dancing. And though I was flattered, I wasn't really in the mood, so I ran away. So now I'm trying to take the lessons of my secret closeted Serbian dancing instructions and apply it to the real world in countries where you can openly dance with whoever you want. And to me, it's really just about being authentic about what I want from a dance partner and not allowing myself to feel that people-pleasing pressure that makes me try to do more just because I think maybe that's what that person wants. It's not that I don't care what this person wants, but I don't want to pass my boundaries and my interests in order to give them what they want. And what I want on the dance floor is almost always just... A fun little moment of connection that leads nowhere. In fact, I'm beginning to see connection everywhere. Connection with strangers, connection with people that you meet at a bar, connection with people beside you on the airplane, connection with people on the subway. You can have these meaningful, small moments of connection with people, and it doesn't need to lead to anything. It doesn't mean you have to be friends or you have to go on dates or, or it doesn't mean it has to be sexual. It's just looking for moments of connection and a kind of sense of community with everyone in fleeting bursts that are satisfying because they are so impermanent and intangible. In fact, I've actually started taking dance classes because I've decided that as a well-rounded adult, I want to have a sport in my life. And since I hate sports... I've decided that dancing is a sport, damn it, and I want to get better at it, and I want to just enjoy it for the dancing's sake and nothing else. <laughs> 